Hello everybody, my name is Bill Hoy and this is another Natural Law episode, podcast series on Anchor, podcast radio, also on Spotify, also on other mediums. This is Natural Law episode number 24. Once again, my name is Bill Hoy and my website is willhoy.com. I'm also bhoy333 at Mines and BitChute. I'm also willhoy.com on Library. So, let's just get right into it. Um, The last episode, I have finished up talking about the Great Reset. Um, By the way, I guess I'll just... I'm going to try to just start adding the dates, either writing them down or just saying them. Not that I'm big into the whole calendar thing. You know, all calendars, months, days, days of the week, that's all made-up constructs, man. I mean, the truth is the sun rises and the sun sets. That's natural law right there. Sun rises, sun sets. That's it. I mean, I'm not completely against dates and stuff like that as far as you know for recording purposes and history you know for recordings of history and stuff i mean that's all good stuff we need to know our history you don't know your history you don't know anything um you don't even know when you don't know your history is some 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 famous quote when you don't know your history you don't know yourself something along those lines um so i mean the whole construct of calendars and stuff like that those are that's all made up human constructs but uh, today's date i guess I, I think somewhere around the i think it's february 5th 2021 yeah i'm pretty sure it's the fifth <clears throat> um so last week's episode i was talking about i finished up talking about the great reset and ownership and i'm going to get to that I'm going to get to that. I'm going to, that. That's real big. Huge natural law consequences with the Great Reset, folks. Huge natural law consequences. Ownership is natural law. Ownership is natural law. Ownership is sovereignty. Sovereignty is ownership. Ownership is natural law. Our rights are ours. They're our birthrights. Endowed by the Creator. That's ownership. And we need to start really understanding what ownership is. So we're going to get into that. I'm also going to talk a little bit about, I mean, I hope I I get to this, uh, as far as the power structure's great reset. Then you got nature's great reset, which is going to be a combination of the results of the power structure's great reset, as well as are the masses' participation and acquiescence to that great reset. And then I was kind of thinking, why don't we have our own great reset, which would be a mass awakening and knowing and understanding objective morality, where rights come from and knowing and understanding natural law. How about that? How about that for a reset? How about that for a reset? Once again, like I say, folks, not even if the mass is awakened, it'll be wonderful, but our problem's just beginning. Once again, like I said, folks, natural law is a solution to get us, the masses, living in a society where we can exercise moral free will without interference and threats of violence. And that will not be a utopia. Folks, a utopia is a pipe dream. But I'm not referring to a utopia. I'm referring to we'll be living in a society, like I explained, where we can exercise moral free will and uh, uninterrupted. And that will give us the ability to solve our problems. All our problems are not solved. Knowing and understanding natural law will give us the ability to solve our problems. You're not going to solve our problems in slavery, folks. Not going to solve the problems to the destruction of of toxification of this planet. 
of our life support systems. Anytime you mention that, people think of Al Gore and stuff like that. Pol folks, that's slavery. Politics is slavery. Politics will never solve this problem. Politics is slavery. Politics will never solve this problem. Never. Only a society that knows and understands natural law and aligns their lives with it. It's a progress. It's it's a progression. And a society that understands to not interfere with the moral free will choices of people. That's a society that has a chance to solve the problems that we, we face. And boy, do we face massive problems, folks. First thing, climate engineering programs. Folks, I've talked about this. When they end, they're going to end. But I mean, when these programs end, at best, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of challenges, folks. A lot of pressure built up in the system. I'm not an expert, but I'm, I'm betting. I'm betting there's going to be some backlash. Could be very serious. We got these nuclear power plants. We really put ourselves in a hole, folks. Take a look at Fukushima. Take a look at Fukushima Daiichi out in Japan. 2011. We're approaching 10 years. Things been leaking every day. Something like 100 to 300,000 gallons of uh, nuclear-laden wastewater in the Pacific Ocean every day. How about that? Approaching the 10-year mark, 10-year anniversary. Hooray. We face immense challenges. Immense challenges. Challenges that can't even be calculated. We face immense challenges if... if you know, people wise up to taxation, decide they don't want to pay anymore, most of it or all of it. How are we going to figure that out? Society, you know, societal structures are going to collapse. We have to be ready. We have to know what to do. We have to know what to handle. We have to know how to handle the responsibilities of that. Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. So... That's our little preview of what I was proposing for a moral great reset. But um, what I want to talk about first is natural law consequences and how they work. And I talked about this um, a couple episodes back. I talked about um, an immoral... New Jersey restaurant owner. The name of the restaurant is Rivoli's. I used to eat there a lot. Food was really good. Um, but I'll give a review in when the guy Eric Garner was killed by the New York City, those New York City police. He was choked to death. Um, and the sign on Rivoli's uh, that the has a restaurant digital sign. It read, I can breathe, I don't break the law. And apparently, according to the newspaper article that I read, um, Mr. Rivoli took responsibility for that. So he, he, he put his name on it, in a sense, uh, figuratively speaking. Um, and I think in, I think later he rescinded and, and, and you know you know went back again you know rescinded he 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 said oh i made a mistake i i, I oppose that now that that point of view whether or not that's true i'd be willing to doubt it i think i think that first sign was exactly his sentiments and look at just look at it out observe for yourself I'm from America. Once this is, you know, once again, I'm, you know, New Jersey restaurant. Um, I used to dine at. Um, I'm, you know, from New Jersey. Um, you know, in your state, look at how many people support that point of view in your state, in your country. How many people, you know, 
say that when people are killed by law enforcers that they get what they deserve and not that every situation is is a, a situation of murder or anything like that but I'm talking about this blanket kind of this uh, this this ubiquitous attitude that most in most people don't even think twice to look into the situation they just say oh they must have got what they deserve in a sense so that kind of attitude is ubiquitous man it's universal worldwide so I absolutely think he might have just rescinded that view because you know for his business but here's the point <clears throat> The point is how natural law works and how ironic it is, how paradoxical, I guess, right? People like paradox, how Mr. Rivoli, um, once again, this was in a newspaper article and the newspaper article said he, he took initially, he, 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 you know, backed up his comment and then later rescinded, but how ironic is it? I guess it's an irony or a paradox, once again, having a mental block. But how bizarre is it that this individual says, you know, I don't break the law. So he's, he's proud of being a law-abiding citizen. And, well, we should all abide by natural law. I'm proud to abide by natural law. But anyway, it's that very law that he's proud to abide by that now, as of, you know, recently and as of especially a year ago with the lockdowns, from what I read, I think he had another restaurant that was suffering badly because of of the lockdowns i don't know if he had to close it i can say this for sure every restaurant took a big hit from these lockdowns and these coronavirus they call it coronavirus it's not a coronavirus for it, folks it's a the coronavirus is a base and it's a sars 2 from what I'm from what I'm reading, a SARS-2 severe acute respiratory syndrome was added to it in gain of function research. But this reaction to the SARS-2 COV absolutely crushed, put many restaurants out of business, but definitely at minimum, Rivoli's was a very success, successful business. <clears throat> So every restaurant took a hit. I don't know how extensive his restaurant took a hit. I don't know that. But every restaurant took a hit and it hurt. And how that's natural law in effect. Now we got to really explain this here. I really want to explain this for you because Rivoli he put out um he put out his sentiments i can breathe i don't break the law i'm a, uh, basically i'm a proud law abiding citizen and how ironic is it that the law will orders i mean these 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 sars 2 restrictions were not laws they were orders but still it's the same thing they're commands the difference with laws is that they're just commands written on a piece of paper and more people are allowed to to be in the process of making the law and some people can oppose it and stuff like that, which is a whole lot better than what these orders are. Boy, let me tell you something. You want to talk about a dictatorship. 
Okay, at least these laws do go through some kind of an I'm not I'm not for democracy at all. Just because something's done democratically doesn't mean it's done morally, but but at least there is <clears throat> democracy and some checks and balances, I guess, attempts at it, depending on what the actual law is, depending on what vested vested interests are involved. But um these are just orders. But once again, it's the same thing. And that's how natural law works. But you see, it's not, you have to understand, it's not just because this restaurant owner said that and then that karma came back to him. It doesn't necessarily work like that. See, Mr. <clears throat> Mr. Rivoli could have, could have put a sign on his restaurant at that time, uh, you know, what happened to Eric Garner was immoral. I do not support that behavior. We need to stop this behavior. And then these SARS-CoV-2 restrictions still harm his business. The difference is he actually put his energy into that, into that aggregate and became a part of that aggregate. And the idea is, if he was against what happened to Eric Garner and he put it out and still gets the consequences, at least he's still not supporting the societal immorality of the whole proud, law-abiding citizen ideology that goes into the aggregate and the natural law consequences of slavery come back. Sorry, you can't run your moral business. Oh, you, you have to change your whole business format now. Oh, well, so what if you lose money? That's your problem. Proud law, proud law abiding citizen. There you go. That's what you get for being a law abiding citizen, a human law abiding citizen. That's what we all get. And just because, once again, just because this restaurant owner um put that out about Eric Garner and being a proud law-abiding person that's not what automatically brought the consequences back what 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 brought the consequences back was his part in a, his piece in that puzzle this is why this is exactly why See, for myself, I, I put out natural law-based thinking and truths, and, and, but I still get back slavery. But this is why I put this out there, because we need more people to start knowing and understanding natural law knowing and understanding what a right is, where rights come from, and aligning our lives with it. And as more and more and more people do that, positive good consequences results will come to us. Slavery won't come to us. You know, freedom, more freedom will come to us. That's why I'm doing this. We need more people to start aligning themselves with natural law and start teaching natural law. It's an aggregate thing. That's how natural law works. It's an aggregate thing. It's because you have 100 million people who feel the same way about being proud law by human law abiders that we get these consequences of these mask orders, social distancing, SARS-2 restrictions, straight orders, man, dictatorship, just commands. Politicians commanding people, giving commands to people with threats of, of violence and, and duress 
micromanaging people's own private lives inside their own residences. That's what you get. And that's why, once again, even that restaurant owner could have been opposed to what happened to Garner and could have said, hey, you know, we need to start not being complete law, human law abiders and we need to start challenging these laws. And still would have gotten those SARS-2 restriction consequences. But at least, number one, he wouldn't have been participating in it. And number two, once again, the idea is we have to get more people to know this natural law. We need to to align themselves with it and to start to teach it and, and, and spread. You know, we got to spread the word. In a sense, figuratively speaking, we have to spread the word. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is why I need more help. And I just would like to say anyone out there who is kind of doing, you know, I'm pretty much new at this. I've been really going at this pretty hard on the Internet, on these different sites and and making my own videos and audios and with my website for about a year and any of you who are, who are new out there you don't have to be new but i mean you know any of you i i've made these appeals before any of you new and out there or or you know what whoever if, if you're doing this work you want to you know you want to work together i'm i'm all for it man i had a guy reach out to me uh, on a message on on anchor uh, podcast and I tried to reach his website couldn't get to him I, I tried to reach him on anchor couldn't get to him I even the next episode I even put something out there like hey you know I can't I tried to get a hold of you you know try to hit me back how, how can I get a hold of you I'm all for working with people man start our own network or something man something we got to start getting this word out and once again first step for everyone is is you got to learn it and it, it's 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 folks that's why we need to get this word out as fast as we can because it takes a while to really understand natural law because natural law is it's more than just oh hey i know natural law it's more than that you have to live it you have to apply natural law in your life, apply it in your life, and then observe others' behaviors as well. That's how you learn more about natural law and see how they're out of alignment, how they're in cognitive dissonance and, and stuff like that. And 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 it it takes observing and discovering. It takes time because natural law is not a religion. It's not a religion. It's not just here. Here's what you need to know. That's it. Don't worry about anything else. Don't ask questions. Shut up. Here it is. Natural law. Good to go. Have a nice day. It's not like that. Natural law is a discovery process. It's natural law is a be religion is the end. Religion is the stop. Religion is this is what it is. That's it. Adios. And natural law is this is the fundamental basic universal tenant tenants fundamental basic universal laws laws these are laws this is two plus two equals four always equals four two plus two always equals four never equals five doesn't equal 4.2 4.3 you know it, it, it two plus two do, doesn't equal uh four and a half uh, 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 in in the andromeda galaxy but it equals four in, in the milky way galaxy two plus two is always four wherever you go in the universe and that's what natural law is. And it takes a while to observe, discover, and understand that. It takes time. And it takes a lot of what some refer to as the shadow work, looking within yourself, self-introspection. It takes time. This is why we got to get this information out because it, it, you know, this isn't just automatic. Oh, okay. All right. I understand natural law. So let me start teaching it. You got to, you, you got to, you, you got to really, to learn natural law, you got to live natural law. That's how you really learn it, by living it. That's why this is not a religion. It's not a religion. 
Not at all. It's a discovery process. It's scientific. Natural law is scientific. It's spiritual. Science, spiritual science, man. Really, true science is, is spiritual. Not this atheistic science shit. True science is spiritual. It's holistic. In fact, a big part of, of medicine really actually treating people is treating the spirit, treating the soul. Huge part, man. Kidding me? So, all the way back to the restaurant owner, New Jersey restaurant owner. What happened to him, regardless of whether he was, what he put on his banner, if it was pro-natural law or pro-immorality, it the aggregate consequences of society are going to come back. So many people would think, well, then if, 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 what does it matter then? If he, he follows natural law, he still gets the, the, the rotten results. No, it does matter. It absolutely does matter. Because the idea is, we all have to know and understand this and align our lives with it and and spread this word out to more people so we can get the good consequences. We can get the good results. It's not just, you know, oh, we'll just, it, 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 you know, give up because you know, you know, natural law, but you get, you get slavery. You got to try to change that. That's what natural law is about. Natural law, the responsibilities. I talk about that in my, I do a, a whole podcast segment on the responsibilities of natural law, what those responsibilities entail. I talk about it. I talk about the responsibilities in natural law salute as a solution. I talk about it in, in the main presentation on my website. A lot about those responsibilities. That's what it's about. And that's what happens. That's the reverse aggregate. When people say, oh, screw it. I'm going to know natural law, but I still get slavery. So, you know, what? screw it. And that's what causes the reverse, the reverse aggregate, the reverse. They're not actually putting out the immorality out there, but they're, they're not putting out the morality out there they're giving up and laying back and because because they lay back and give up because they think well you know i know and understand natural law but you know i i've been putting it out there and i still get slavery so they give up and that's what causes it's like a reverse aggregate that's what causes that causes a, the the slavery as well We have to start knowing and understanding and putting it out there. And I just really wanted to talk about that because I just, I was just really thinking about that last night. I really couldn't sleep. I just kept thinking about it. I was just like, you know, and of course I, you know, last night I had, uh, I had it much better, but I think I pretty much explained it as best I can for now because that that's how it works. And that's how, you know, natural law does work. Natural law, what, what you, what you put out does come back to you, especially when the masses of society are putting that out and you're following that you're definitely going to get those results but also people who you know we're you know i'm putting out stuff about natural law but i'm getting slavery i'm getting slavery and i'm trying to change that 
But I will say, if you start knowing and understanding natural law and align your life with it and alleviating a lot of those fears that have been put into us just from just from the institutionalized, being raised in this institutionalized society in public schools and our parents are all have that institutionalized mindset and all, all that's trauma and all that, you know, creates fear. And there are individual results from what I've found, you know, I've, a lot of my fears have been alleviated and the fears that I still have, I'm able to better deal with. I noticed that knowing and understanding, having this knowledge and, and, and aligning my behaviors with it has, has given me a you know, better sense of well-being, but I'm still living in slavery. I'm still living in it. I, I, and, you know, I also know and understand that I am free. We're all free. I've talked about this. We're all free. We've all been given free will, but I'm living in a state of slavery. And, and I want to change that. I want to change that for my kids, especially. I don't want my kids to live in it. I mean, I, I've said this countless times. I don't know how parents, I'm, I'm actually almost 49 years old, another day or so. Once again, I'm not into calendars and all that stuff, but, um, I, uh, you know, and parents who, <clears throat> Once again, I don't think any of us should have went to public schools. I think all public schools should be should be abandoned, and people should homeschool uh, holistically based, natural law based, or you know small community based stuff like that. Not centralized, socialized public schools. Public schools are socialism, folks. You got you have a public school in your area. Guess what? Your so your area is socialist. A lot of people can't deal with that one, but anyway, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't, you know, think there should even be, you know, public schools, but when my generation was going to school, we didn't, we weren't dealing with this nonsense, masks and social distancing and all this stuff. We were still kids and we still had some fun living our lives and these kids are being tormented. And I don't see enough parents getting pissed off. I don't see enough parents getting pissed. I didn't experience that. So God damn it, my kids shouldn't experience that. Not enough parents getting pissed off, man. Just once again, like the aggregate consequences I just described with the New Jersey restaurant owner. When people just go along, they're going to get the aggregate consequences of slavery. So I guess I'll I guess I'll move on from this. I just wanted to talk about those natural law consequences because we are reaping them, man. We're reaping them. Natural law is in effect. It's in effect. And the idea is we have to change the numbers. We got to get more people knowing and understanding natural law and knowing and understanding rights. And as people start to understand these concepts more, the, these, you know, these universal truths more, our society will start improving. Until then, expect things to just get exponentially worse. Let me tell you something, folks. For those of you who think this all, this is all going to go away, this is not going away. And that's what we're about to get into right now. The power structure, the World Economic Forum, communists, um, great reset. This is not going to get any better. This is just going to get worse and worse and worse. And the more we hide, the worse it's going to be. You know, if the New Jersey restaurant owner doesn't want those, those aggregate consequences coming to him, he's got to get out and start fighting putting the word out.
So the World Economic Forum, folks, let me tell you something. I just want to mention this. I just I just did a little segment. I just did a little uh, presentation on this on socialism. Okay, World Economics Forum. That's socialism, international socialism, i.e., communism. Okay, that's what the World Economic Forum is. Okay, and folks, yes, the individuals involved are capitalists. They're crony capitalists. They're about wine in their pockets, and many of these individuals, folks, let me tell you something. The individuals at the top of this monetary system don't even use money because these individuals at the top of this monetary system, the structure, hierarchical structure, they know and understand that money is an illusion. It's just pieces of paper. It's just digits on the screen. They don't even use it, to my knowledge. I'm not an economic expert or anything like that, but I'm telling you. I'm telling you, at the very least, these individuals know that this monetary system is, is, a, is a complete sham. <clears throat> Not that we can't have a monetary system based in true value and have a, have a system where we have even exchanges with no, figuratively speaking, uh, metaphorical middleman taking their cut, the central bankers. Um, I mean, you know, we can have that. I think we could elevate our consciousness to a point where we don't even need money. But what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make here is that when you see that wage disparity growing and the destruction of the middle class here for, in America, I'll use an ex, as an example, folks, that's not capitalism, that's socialism. I'm not for social stratification in classes. First thing, there shouldn't be any poor class or, or, or ghettos. That should not exist. But at least in the past, we still had a little stratification in there. We still had like a lower middle class, upper middle class, middle class, stuff like that. That's gone. And that disparity, that disparity between now everybody pretty much in the class of poor to some certain extent along the spectrum and then you got the you got the more rich and then the real rich that huge disparity that's not capitalism folks that's socialism and the world economic forum is a huge part of that folks and they have a great reset for us mm-hmm I'm just taking a sip of my coffee every now and then, taking a little break. Um, yeah, they have a great reset for us, folks. And once again, I talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but I just wanted to touch on it a little bit more because this is very important. And one of their slogans is, you'll own nothing and you'll like it. That's frightening. And what I want, what I pointed out last week is many people think, oh, that's ridiculous. That'll never, you know, they'll never pull that off. Well, guess what? They're, we're already pretty much almost there, folks. We're already pretty much almost there. They want to abolish cash. That's huge. For those of you who think it's so convenient using your card everywhere, let me tell you something. You're going to find out, you're going to, you know, you're going to find out the hard way, <laughs> you know, I mean, many of these people who do that are, are all compliers. So I'm sure whatever dictates come down the line, they'll just comply because that's the common way people think, well, you know, it's all I got to do is give up this. Okay. And then, you know, next they want you to give up something else, then they want you to give up something else, they want you to give up something else, and then you're a complete and total all-out slave. That's how it works. One of the ways. But back to this whole idea of, of you'll own nothing and you like it. And once again, people will scoff at that. Ha, 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 that'll never happen. Uh, 
It's already happened, man. <clears throat> what, you think you are, you're a homeowner because you have a mortgage? You're not a homeowner, dude. Whoever owns your mortgage owns your structure. Whoever you pay your mortgage to owns your structure. Okay, for those of you out there who've paid your mortgage, guess what? You own your structure. You don't own your property. You'll never own that under this system unless we stand up and say no more of this. There's always a way out. we got to start knowing and understanding natural law. Knowing and understanding what true ownership means. What it truly means to own property. Property to own ourselves, our bodies. Folks, we don't even own our own bodies. You think not owning the, the land your home sits on is bad enough? You don't even own your own body, dude. And once again, you know, I went over all this last week, but I'm going over it again. Because I just wanted to, I went over it a little fast because it was, you know, I was, I, I usually don't like to run much over an hour. <clears throat> so, you don't, we don't even own our bodies. Drug laws, folks. And I'm going to tell you something right now. You see a lot, there's a lot of marijuana legalization. That's another thing. See, I want you people to understand that many people think, and I've talked about this in the past, in past episodes. Oh, people are starting to know and understand bodily ownership more because now we're legalizing marijuana and legalizing drugs. No, you still don't understand ownership because the very concept of legalization, making something legal that is a moral behavior means you don't even understand your ownership of your body. Because anyone who truly understands bodily ownership, the whole concept of illegal, legal and illegal doesn't mean anything to them. The only thing legal and illegal means to me, folks, is just illegal means a command by a dictator that was scribbled onto a piece of paper. Not anymore now. Now they're just now they're just barking out orders. We're not even putting it on pieces of paper, I guess. Maybe they signed something. I don't know. But illegal just means if I do it, there's going to be violence again, again, engaged against me, more than likely. Some form of violence or duress. That's all that means to me. I don't take any pride in that. And you're not going to see me asking for drugs to be legal. Because I know and understand ownership, bodily ownership. And when you know and understand bodily ownership... Legal and illegal is not even an issue to you anymore. So, even when you see, oh, hey, you know, people are wising up because these drugs are becoming legal now. No, people still aren't wising up. Because when it comes to moral behaviors, especially, legal and illegal should not even be should not even enter someone's mind and so don't be fooled by all these you know all these they're making these drugs legal now which really folks once again the drug laws have done their job I think that the very deep underlying meaning of drug laws was to strip us of the idea and understanding of our bodily ownership. They've done their job. We don't understand bodily ownership because look, if we understood bodily ownership, we would laugh at these orders. They don't really need the drug laws anymore, really. I mean, you know, they, 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 they got their rackets that they run off these drug laws and, you know, they got a lot of... Um, 
they. I mean, I, I don't want to get into the they. Um, let, let me just move. Let me just stay away from that concept because I don't want to have to explain all that. Let me just try to to backtrack a little bit. Okay, so they're making there's legalizations and something once I think Oregon made all the drugs legal or something like that. Um, and you see a lot of marijuana legalization and stuff like that. I think New Jersey made marijuana legal. Not that I give a shit. I don't use it, but, um, I used to when I was a kid. Um, when I was younger, I used to use it. Um, but don't be fooled by that. Because now they don't need the, the drug laws anymore. All they do is just bark out orders. And people fall in, fall in and, pun intended, lockstep. May 2010 Rockefeller document section lockstep. Look that up. Um, you know, they don't need, they don't even need laws anymore. They just bark out orders. The drug laws have done their job because once again, like I mentioned, like I mentioned last week, it doesn't matter whether you use these drugs or not. I don't use these drugs. Doesn't matter. If you accept the legitimacy of drug laws, you're accepting that your body is not yours, that someone else can dictate what you can and cannot do with your own body. I don't care. Once again, don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear how you don't use these drugs so it doesn't matter. It does matter. It absolutely does matter. You accept these laws, you accept that you don't own your own body. And I touched on this. That's the first step. The second step is, I mean, I thought, I mean, there are going to be laws. They're going to make them laws, but right now they're just orders. So the first step was, I guess, apparently from, once again, that's what natural law is about, folks, observation and discovery. I'm observing and discovering that the one step was, once people don't understand bodily ownership, you pretty much, you own them. I guess that would be the best way to put it, <clears throat> but you can now, instead of having to go through a, the law process, you can just go right to, to commands and orders. So that's one, one, um, way that I think these, these drug laws were meant to, um, meant to, uh, uh, to do underlying deep underlying, you know, components. But also, once again, I talked about this for the two-phase. It's a two-phase complete ownership of people, which is, is socialism, folks. Socialism, government control of goods and services. That's socialism, folks. You want universal health care? You're going to get it. Masks, social distancing, and lockdowns. There you go. There's your universal health care. Um, It's, it's twofold. They did it in a two, they, once again, the people behind the scenes, okay? Secret societies, politicians, bankers, royals, corporate fascists, corporate uh, CEOs, and, and, and all those minions on the upper part of the hierarchical slavery pyramid. Um, the idea was in my opinion, first step of bodily ownership is to get people to accept what they cannot put into their bodies, what they cannot have on their own bodies, what, what they cannot distribute to another willing person. The next step is the opposite, the reverse, tell people what they 
have to put on their bodies masks, what they have to put in their bodies, vaccines. Tell people what they can't do with their bodies and their time in their own living spaces. This is total ownership, dude. You don't think we're there? You don't think we're there? The drug laws were the step, and whether or not they continue with the drug laws, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think they need them anymore. They don't need them. Drug laws did their job. Because once again, they're telling you what you cannot ingest into your body, what you cannot have on your body, on your person, U.S. Constitution, I'm not a Constitution lover, but there is a Fourth Amendment in there. We could, we the people, you know, one thing about these constitutions, I mean, there's, you know, they're slavery documents, but the U.S. Constitution, I feel, is, is the most unique because it, it is, it does, I think, leave room for it to go both ways. The people just have to just the people have to stand up and say you know what we're going with the first through the eight and we're going to use the second amendment to uh protect that and we're going to walk away and we're going to we're going to live our lives but what happens is most people who resist go to the ruling class's court systems because the ruling class wants to always, you know, the ruling class wants to use police powers and stuff like that. That's all in the constitution. That's all slavery, police powers, um, all that stuff. And we go to their court systems. What we need to do is just, the constitution was late, you know, once again, it's a slavery document, but what's unique about our slavery document is there is a little wiggle room where we could just say, you know what, we're gonna we're going with this, and we don't care what what you say. And really, to be honest with you, folks, that's natural law. That's just us saying, you know what, we're we're gonna go with our natural rights. We're gonna go with our natural rights. We're gonna walk away from you. And if you come and try to harm us, we're gonna defend ourselves physically with deadly force if need be. Um. But back to the ownership thing. I I, I do this. I, I actually did pretty good today. I didn't fly off on many tangents today, but I, I, I flew, flew off on a couple tangents. I caught myself, but this time I think I went a little too far and I lost my track. But we're we're talking about the two phases of of complete and total bodily ownership, and we're, we're there, folks. We're there. What are you talking about? We're there. Oh no, that'll never happen. We're there, buddy. We're there. You'll own nothing and you'll like it. Drug laws. Uh, I don't, I, you know, you know, and that's what happens. People say, oh, you know, those people that use those drugs are disgusting. They're scumbags. Doesn't matter. That's your opinion. Doesn't matter. Their behavior is not immoral. Ingesting a substance into your body, having a substance on your person, not immoral. Period, end story. And it's their bodies, and if they want to destroy their bodies, that's their that's their decision. And you, you we already own nothing. Think about it. What do you really own? You don't own your own body. Because once again, even when even when these drugs are made legal, you still don't own your own body if you're accepting legality as reality, as morality. Legal and illegal have nothing to do with moral and immoral. <clears throat> I talked about this in episode one of my natural law with Spooner's quote. Along the lines of um, civil law can only be measured by natural law. 
You know, man's law, human laws must match. Human laws must be in line with natural law along those lines. <clears throat> just because something's illegal does not mean it's immoral. And just because something's legal doesn't mean it's moral. Natural rights are what all laws should be measured by. All laws should be measured by natural rights. And just because the drugs are now becoming legal, anyone who accepts that idea is not measuring those laws based on natural rights. You're not measuring them based on natural rights. And you're still accepting that your body is not yours. You're still accepting that your body's not yours. Wow, this is this is this is really bad, isn't it? This is really dire, dude. This situation's really bad. This situation's really bad. And now all these mask orders I went out to the store the other day, not surprised, didn't see one person not wearing a mask. I got my stuff, I got out of there fast, because you know, here in New Jersey, you don't know what kind of nut you're going to run into, man. New Jersey's the worst, man. Let me tell you something about New Jersey, United States. Whenever communism, well, I'll say show socialism, I'll just say communism. Communism is international socialism, but whenever communism gets exported to the United States, the first place it gets implemented is New York and New Jersey. That's the first place, it, it, that's the, New Jersey is, is the test run for communism. Hey, you want to test some communism? Yeah, try it on the people in New Jersey. They'll eat it up. <laughs> yeah, they will. I mean, I didn't even see... I barely ever see anybody anymore in the parking lots of stores without a mask on. Like outside. They got their mask on in their car. We're losing, folks. We're losing this battle, folks. Natural law. We're losing the battle for natural rights. In case you haven't noticed, Mr. Restaurant Owner, take a look. Proud, proud uh, law abider. Well, now the law is putting a big dent in your uh, revenue of your business. How does it feel to ab abide by that law now? <clears throat> and once again, even if you didn't participate in that immorality, it doesn't make it feel much better to lose that revenue, but it should make you feel a little bit better because really what everyone needs money to survive, but really what is money? It's just pieces of paper, digits on a screen. That's really what natural law gives you, that little peace of mind that I mentioned that, that makes me feel a little bit better. The individual aspects of, of knowing and understanding natural law and, and aligning my life to it. Align, you know. um, but, folks, we own nothing. These communists of the World Economic Forum are just going to flip a switch, man. And we're in it. And ultimately, folks, nature is going to have the great reset. Because once again, when you don't know and align your, when you don't know natural law and align with, it, align with it, when in the aggregate masses of people don't do, don't know natural law and align with it, the only result, especially when you have the ubiquitous idea 
of um, species domination within and between species, you're going to have total extinction. And until we're all extinct, we'll just be completely enslaved. So before we go extinct, we'll be completely 100% enslaved. Isn't that great? Sounds wonderful. Oh, joy. We're going to be living in pretty much already there, a Hunger Games society, folks. Just a few formalities to iron out. Well, let me tell you something. Nature's going to have its own great reset. And once again, the power structure, World Economic Forum, is trying to enact their plans to avoid that, which includes eugenics and slavery and culling populations. That's their solution. But this can't continue. And that's why we need to have our own great reset. Getting out there, trying to teach people natural law, natural rights. I mean, at the very least, people should be out fighting for what rights are left. I mean, I don't know how to best say this. Uh, the first uh, couple amendments in the, in the U.S. Constitution, Bill of Rights, Bill of Listed Privileges. That's what the Bill of Rights is, folks, Bill of Listed Privileges, according to the power structure. But once again, there still is that, I think, I'm not a constitutional scholar, but I think there's still that wiggle room where we could just say, you know what, we're going with these amendments. They're here and we're going to go with them. And we don't care about your police powers. We don't care what it says on this page of the Constitution. We're going with this page of the Constitution. Folks, Second Amendment says, The right of the citizenry to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Infringed. Shall not be infringed. Red flag gun laws. Federal red flag gun laws. All you Trump supporting yo-yos out there. Cheering for your boy Donald Trump. Federal red flag gun laws. Federal red flag gun laws, dude. Once again, we could just say we're going with the Second Amendment. We don't care about red flag gun laws. But no, way too many people love them red flag gun laws. You snitches. You think you own yourself? You own nothing. Maybe you own your structure. Maybe you own a vehicle. You don't own your own body. And the World Economic Forum is going to change this. They're they're going to just they're going to they're just going to go all the way, and, and put the dot the i's and cross the t's. This is serious. And then of course nature is going to have. It's great reset, which is going to be to is going to be total extinction of all humans and probably all terrestrial species on this planet from the toxification of this planet and the, and the the counterbalancing of uh, the the natural homeostat the homeostasis of the planet. So. Just want to talk about that great reset and ownership, man. We're already there. We're already there. Look at all these people with their masks on. We're already there. Look at all these people thinking, oh boy, all these drugs are being legalized now. Yay, we're heading towards freedom. No, you're not. No, you're not. The drug laws have done their job. They can move on now. They could just bark out orders. So, I, I guess I'm just going to, my heater kicked on and I've lost my concentration. 
<clears throat> if I uh, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll touch on this more in, an, in in the next episode because this is very important. Nothing more important than bodily ownership. You don't own your body, you own nothing. I don't care what what things you have. I mean, don't get me wrong. A structure is a very va very valuable. Once again, that's that's how the mortgage companies, you know, how they, you know, of course, the mortgage companies get your soul and your time spent and your energy. But also, if you unable to pay the air loan that they give you, once again, like I said, with mortgages, they're just air loan. I said this last last episode. There, I'm pretty sure I said it. They're just air loans. They give you nothing, and in turn, they get your your soul. But if you don't pay the imaginary digits on a screen, pieces of paper, and, and with your time and, and energy spent, um, they get something of true value, which is a structure. So a structure is true value, but even if you don't own your own body inside of that structure, what do you really own? Nothing. Because you really don't even own that structure anyway, because if you don't pay your property taxes, you're going to lose your the land, your structure's on, and your structure. So, well, sorry I couldn't have better news, but I think I said everything I pretty much wanted to say. I'm going to close it out. If I missed anything, I'll pick it up next week or next episode, whenever that is. All right. That's it. That's all, yeah.